to content found on thebestdayever.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Hello, everyone. Welcome. And this is your host, Lucian Gothier, here once again with Truth Calkins. Truth Calkins has been a regular here on our program. He is our Jing herb expert. He's an expert in a lot of fields. If you talk to him, he is a true student and master of health, and he is here today to talk to us about grains. A lot of people, including myself and a lot of people who are into raw food, a lot of people who are not into raw food, seem to have some confusion as to are grains good, are grains bad, how do you prepare grains, what grains to eat, what grains not to eat. So there's a whole area that we can explore here related to grains. So Truth, thanks so much for coming on the show today and talking to us about grains. You're welcome, Lucian. Thank you. And we're really lucky to have you here because I know you've had a lot of experience in this field. You've tried a lot of different protocols and modalities in terms of diet and nutrition. So Truth, let's talk about some of the high-powered grains. What's your top pick for grains? What's your top grain that you would recommend for people to start and stay with? I know you've got one in mind, and I know it's something that we've talked about briefly before, but let's dive right into it in detail. There's only four that I really like, the quinoa, millet, amaranth, and buckwheat, because I prefer to stay gluten-free. There are some people sometimes that will veer outside of, a, of, of one of those four grains, and if I was to pick the next grain after one of those four, it would be, it would be spelt. I think spelt is really hardy. When you get the whole grains of spelt berries, they're long and they're big like wheat berries. And you have to soak them ideally like four days in a row and rinse it each day so the water can get dirty. And then the berries are finally getting soft, and then you still have to cook it a long time because they're tough. But they're really chewy and they're hardy and they have a lot of fiber and a lot of protein. But they do have some gluten. I really don't eat them anymore as I've learned more about the recent research with glycation and gluten. So my favorite grain which has always been a popular one for me, is, is quinoa. Quinoa is really, it's getting a lot of attention recently, which is great. It's really getting out there. Because when Donna Gates was first bringing quinoa in, I mean, people had never heard of it. They didn't know it. When they saw it spelled out, Q-U-I-N-O-A, they had no idea how to pronounce it. You know, and um, what quinoa, you know, um, but quinoa. That's how you pronounce it. I think a lot of it, a lot of the information is getting out there as to the nutrients, the protein, the alkalinity, the the minerals, the nutrition, the vitamins across the board higher than any other grain. But I really have to give credit to Donna Gates to help help bringing it out there. Um, the, the the botanical name is Chinopodium quinoa. Um, Chinopodium means goose-footed because the leaves are shaped like a goose foot. Quinoa, the name quinoa means mother. In the ancient Indian um, um, language that they speak in the Andes, um, so they called it mother because they said it was the mother of all grains. They gave it the, the sacred status, if you will, of the mother of all grains. And so quinoa means mother in Peruvian um, Indian language, and uh, the Latin first name chinopodium means goose-footed. So quinoa was. Um, 
it was used to increase stamina in the warriors in the Incas. Um, it's really called gold of the Incas in, in, in historic times. So it's ironic we've talked about another Incan superfood, spirulina, and now another Incan superfood is, mm. is, the, um, is the quinoa plant. Now, now quinoa isn't really a grain. It's not in the botanical family of other grains. It's not a true grain. It's, uh, the Chinopodium family really is a, it's a green leafy plant. It really, like, like, like Swiss chard and beets and spinach and lamb's quarters. When you see the plant grow, the stalks can be tall anywhere from three to nine feet. Um, the, there's different colors of quinoa, all different colors, purple, blue, red, green, black. The leaves take on different colors that are amazing and then the seeds are used. Now, they, they prize the whole plant. They use the stalks for fuel, for fire. They ate the leaves and the plants and they used the seeds. Um, as the grain. But um, now quinoa was, um, you got to know, this is, a, this is a wild plant. This is, a, it reminds me a lot of ginseng. Very hardy plant. It likes to grow at 10,000 plus feet. It's, uh, it can flourish under even extreme conditions with poor soil, thin air, hot sun, frost, um, short growing days, minimal rainfall, even drought. The plant will still grow. It's, it, it actually it seems to love to have to adapt to the challenges of harsh growing environments. Now that's a that's a telltale signature aspect to a really powerful adaptogenic food that, that nourishes that gives the body a lot of adaptogenic energy and strength, like ginseng, like true ginseng, wild ginseng. When 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 people like Ron Teagarden go to shop for wild ginseng roots, they look for the as they look at all the different roots, they'll hand pick out the ones that look the gnarliest, the ones that had to endure the most suffering in order to grow, because the plant summons more chi from heaven and earth, according to the Chinese belief, and and, and it uses it in order to adapt to the harshness of its environment to, to survive. It, 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 it gathers more yi, more chi, the spirit of the plant is stronger. So if we said there's a spirit in, the, in a grain, in a plant like quinoa, we'd have to say quinoa has the strongest spirit, because it has to endure such harsh and environment to, to grow. Now, this grain all the way up till like the early 80s, from, from what I've found, is purely a wild grain. It's a very new grain to, like, as far as grains that you can walk into Whole Foods and go to the bulk bin and just buy quinoa. That's pretty amazing because you couldn't do that 30 years ago. Um, it's, it's a, it's an ancient Caribbean wild grain and it, it grew only in high altitude. And there was a doctor in the late 70s, mid-70s, who found out about this grain, and he carried maybe 50 pounds back to the States and used it up, and he tried to find a supplier to get it, but because it's, it grows in different valleys in small quantities, modest, mod, relatively small quantities, and the only people that are really harvesting it are wildly or local Indians. You know, it was impossible to set up distribution in, in, in America. And then later on, I think this doctor had a friend that learned to work with him, and it was in the early 80s they finally got seeds out to the Lewis Valley in Colorado at 8,000 feet, and they planted them, and they they succeeded. And then they spread to other high valleys around Colorado and, and western Canada, and quinoa has taken off, and now it's become available. And I think I didn't get to know about it until the mid-90s, uh, late, late 90s, with, with Donna Gates work and and how she really just like she championed stevia in a lot of ways she really championed this wild peruvian grain quinoa that nobody could pronounce 
as the, the best grain that you could possibly eat. She even says it's, it's really not a grain, it's more like a seed or a nut, um, which is true, technically, botanically, it's not a grain, um, it's a plant, but the, the seed is, um, it's got an amino acid profile like meat, eggs, fish, and chicken. It's very high in protein, um, which is unusual for a grain. So it's, it's less carbs, more protein, uh, even though there is carbohydrate in it still. Um, it's a complete protein. It has all nine essential amino acids, and it's uh, very high in lysine, which is really antiviral. Um, quinoa pH forming about 6.0, which is just under alkaline, it's, but it's more al closer to alkaline than any other grain out there. Um, very high in minerals, very high in calcium, more calcium than milk. Um, it actually has a little fat in quinoa. Uh, there's almost no fat in most grains. There's more fat than any other grain in quinoa. Um, quinoa is, is stimulating to milk production for our nursing mothers, which is uh, something that I didn't know until I found out upon further research. Um, nutrients across the board, uh, quarter cup serving of cooked quinoa about 222 calories. It's a, it hits about 60% of the, the RDA of manganese, which is, manganese is a cofactor for SOD, for superoxide dismutase. So that's amazing. This grain can help with our SOD production, just like uh, spirulina does. So with quinoa, we have, with a quarter cup of quinoa, we have 60% of the RDA of manganese. We have 30% of the RDA of tryptophan. 30% the RDA of magnesium, which is huge, over critical for 300 different enzymatic processes, great for blood flow, 30% phosphorus, 20% fiber, 20% folate, which is a great methyl donor, works with the B vitamins, and 20% of your dose of copper. Um, they're finding that the insoluble fiber, it's not just good for the colon in whole grains like quinoa, but it can, um, with some uh, study with, uh, on women, was showing that it, um, having a certain amount of fiber from whole grains in the diet regularly, complex carbs like quinoa, um, help prevent by like 20% gallstone uh, development in, in women. Probably very similar in men, I would imagine too. But this is just important for having that, the soft kind of stool, it's fluffy and floats and breaks up easy. When that's moving through your system on a regular basis, the, the, the fiber helps grab all the toxins to and pull them and just take them out on its journey through the system. It's very, very easy. But I think also the other aspect of these grains are the phytochemicals, the phytonutrients. Now, quinoa is it's the king of grains. It is higher in vitamins, minerals, nutrition, protein, everything across the board. It's higher in jing. It's wild, powerful seed stock, high in phytochemicals, high in vitamin E, high in selenium that are naturally there, and lingons that help remove bad estrogens. Very, 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 very important grain. Let's see. We have um, we have Longevity Warehouse has got sprouted quinoa. Now this is new. You couldn't normally get buy quinoa in bowl that's um, already been soaked and sprouted and then dried, so the phytic acids removed. You know, it's very much emphasized in the body culture diet with those BED grains. You have to soak your grains for eight hours um, before you're going to cook it. And now this is great. The, the supplier who's doing great superfoods, um, bulk sourcing for Longevity Warehouse, has got a really good quinoa that is already been soaked and sprouted. I think it's 20 bucks for a two-pound bag. Um, there are sometimes some wild quinoas out there. They're tough. They don't break down and cook all the way. But the black quinoa, much like black rice, probably have some more, even more chain. But um, 
they, they, I find they come out of the system pretty much undigested. With the black quinoas, they're real tough. The red quinoa, not quite so tough. But the regular, the regular sort of white, yellow quinoa, um, which is like I think what you guys have, Lucian, at Longevity Warehouse, is what I would prefer for a normal, normal basis. Now, people that haven't had quinoa before, I think they're going to be surprised. You know, it cooks like in 15 minutes like rice. It, it, it puffs up to about four times its volume. It's very soft and fluffy, and it has a mild, light, sort of nutty taste. It's kind of like a cross between couscous and peanuts. And it's very pleasant, and people like it. And it can be deceptive because it, when it's cooked and prepared nicely, it can almost seem like a comfort food. It's so soft and light and fluffy, and it tastes so good. And it's very easy to eat. But you would never realize that you're eating this wild ancient grain that is higher in vitamins and nutrition and protein across the board than any other grain. It's the closest to alkaline of any other grain out there, and it is 100% gluten-free. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So I, I really think it's anybody on any diet who's being extremist and not eating any carbs to cook a single serving of quinoa, a small serving, you know, one to three times a week, you know, is a massive asset. And you'll notice a difference in the lightness and the ease of your stools with your fiber. But you're getting a prebiotic, which helps feed acidophilus. This is like prebiotics are sort of like fertilizers for the acidophilus, like people like FOS. Um, it's just, um, that, that put that a lot in probiotic supplements. But having a, a healthy amount of complex carbohydrates in the diet is going to help with energy for the nerves that the carbs supply. It's going to help wash out extra excess estrogens or excess testosterone that people that are getting too young up. It's going to help with serotonin. It's going to help balance people and so they have enough calmness and it helps them sleep. But it um, it helps. You know, if they're if they're mildly constipated and they do no grain, no grains at all on a high protein diet, you're going to have some degree of constipation and you're going to have higher blood pressure. And um, the blood pressure is not happening from bacteria per se. That's the nice thing about the low carb diet, the low sugar diet, is that you don't have this excess carbohydrate and sugar in the system, and that feeds bacteria that are growing and inflaming the system. So, but but if we cut down fruit dramatically, or almost all the way. And we lower carbohydrates and we go for just like the healthiest grain like quinoa and do small servings. And we get some sauerkraut and other whole fiber from vegetables in our diet so that we, and we're, we're really sharp. We, we can assess what our digestion, what our bowel movements are like, how full our, our evacuations are, how light and fluffy our stools are. And we know how to maintain that. That is a key for health and longevity. And it's a great, great asset to have a little bit of healthy grain to, to maintain that quinoa. It would be, Definitely the healthiest. That's fantastic, too. Thank you so much. Now, just one quick note for people. I know a lot of people really talk about soaking grains. In like, you know, two minutes or less, what is the importance of soaking the grains? Do you need to soak all grains? Let's just talk about soaking grains for a second. And how long do you soak them for? Is it overnight? Is it an hour, two hours? Just stuff like that. The inside of the grain is where the germ is. Okay, and that's the seed of life. One seed can give rise to an entire plant that can produce millions more seeds. That's the, 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 like the nucleus inside the cell. That is, or like the gonad. That is the gene of that plant. Now, nature protects it in a very, very careful way. And with, with whole quinoa seeds, if you grew your own quinoa and harvested the seed, there's a very sticky, bitter, like gelatin covering on the outside. Like goofy stuff that you have to wash it like 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 ten times, keep rinsing and rinsing and rinsing under running water to wash that off. 
and then you can cook it. Um, with Now, when you buy grains in the store, if you buy it from Longevity Warehouse, these seeds have already been washed, so they're clean, but they have, um, they have most of them, except the ones on Longevity Warehouse, most of them have not been soaked and sprouted to prep them for grain for cooking. That you typically do right before you cook it. And the reason being is the seed is in its dormant state, and the seed is asleep, the germ, waiting for water to unlock life to grow into a plant. Um, now, nature puts another protective coating on the uh, layer of the, of the germ called, um, of the seed called phytic acid. And it's very, too much phytic acid is toxic to the digestive system. It's hard on the digestive system. So a lot of people starting with like the body culture diet have compromised digestive systems. They're trying to, you know, food combine and go for the whole grains and improve their health so that they um, can improve their digestion and improve nutrient uptake. So you really want to, to optimize digestion, it would be best to soak your grain for eight hours overnight. And this unlocks the germ, and it's going to make the, the, the seed more alive. If you kept soaking it day after day after day, it will turn into a sprout, and you'll grow a sprout, like, you know, and the, 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 the seed will disappear completely. But I'm talking about soaking it over just one night, like eight hours overnight. Quinoa soaks pretty fast if you buy unsoaked quinoa. Other grains take a little bit longer. Um, when you soak it, you unlock the phytic acid. The phytic acid is then goes out in the water and can be rinsed off. Now you have more access to the grain. The grain has just started the sprouting process. So it's, it's come to life. It's like the spark of life has been released inside the seed, inside the germ. So now when you cook it, A, because it's been soaked, phytic acid is washed down, re- reduced dramatically. The seed is softer, and the germ is starting to grow inside. When you go to cook it, you'll need less heat and less water and less time. You can cook it easier, and it'll fluff up and become edible. Now that there's more nutrition present in the grain. It's also more nutritious because it started sprouting. Same with nuts. Um, so it's important to, to wash that off. Nature's amazing how, like, camel grains found thousands of years later in the Egyptian um, pyramids were the seed was still alive inside. They soaked the grain in, in, and it grew, and it was, the, the germ was alive. So you want to buy quality grains. I would store them in the refrigerator so that the germ stays alive, especially with quinoa because it has a little higher fat content content than other grains. In truth, would you say for people who are attending the event or thinking about attending the event that coming to a live event like, like we have coming up Friday, May 18th to Sunday, May 20th at the Orange County Hilton in Costa Mesa, California, we've said it many times now, this is our 10th Longevity Now conference. This is a really special event for us. We've got some amazing people. You've been coming to the, these events for years now. I mean, you started just working the tonic bar in the last couple of years. You've been giving some amazing presentations. What's your overall view of how that type of exposure and that type of experience, how that affects not only the mind-body connection, but how it can kind of catapult you into the next threshold of health? From what I find, Lucian, people, depending on how much they have to learn, usually they don't start to learn until they get sick or they find some challenge or limitation to their body and they they won't accept it. They want better. Then they go out there and they realize, well, I have to learn natural measures of better body health care. You know what I mean? To, to, and so then they start to, they have to uncover this knowledge. It's not commonplace. It's not everywhere. They don't get it from their doctor. They don't get it at school in the regular curriculum of education in our society. And their parents often don't know the first people they ask or friends or whatever. And the cool thing about the Longevity Now conference is, you know, the producers and David Wolf are, are, are combining the most unique collection of different people 
who have knowledge in different areas that are extreme specialists that normally one may never come across in their lifetime. If they did, it would it would seem like an accident because it's such a unique aspect of healthcare, alternative health. And so, you know, David's really putting together all these different unique people and they all have amazing different aspects. And so an attendee can come from anywhere and plant themselves into this event and they're going to get, you know, they better come prepared and focused and rested and ready to intake mass quantities of information and data to download quickly. So they got to have a hungry soul for kind of health information. And from what I've seen, there there's a lot of them that are that way that are out there. They come passionate and excited and they want to learn a lot. Come rested, come prepared with an open mind, ready to intake a lot of information. And take notes and take information and try not to overwhelm yourself. And you can go home and let it sink in and sink in and study and follow up. And um, and everything's recorded and it's put on DVDs and edited really nicely um, to have later on. But if you have good energy, you know, and overall health, we have a wonderful tonic bar, which is great. So you can have the tonics and keep you going. Some people, it's it's like a marathon of knowledge, you know, these events. So sometimes under that those circumstances, it's best not to really eat that much solid food because it's kind of like your body has to perform at a hyper level. And so actors and athletes, and sometimes when they're performing, they just, they shut down the digest. They just don't want to eat, you know. And so having the tonics gives you energy without the food, and it's fantastic. But yet from morning till evening, nonstop, all different walks of alternative health care, different doctors, different experts, different specialists, different fields, really, really vast, really vast, but all really powerful, really amazing. And I mean, if I wasn't working and I had the time to sit in like an attendee, I would still learn new things. I would still, you know, go off and have to research this and that. It was, it's just, it's just amazing. But, you know, some people don't necessarily take notes and record everything. They just go and they have a great time. And the things that are really important to them at that time get, they stick, they get driven home. They really hear what they need to hear, basically. So it's going to open a lot of doors and lead to a lot of things and it can make a lot of connections. Some people come just because they're going to meet a lot of people and sort of network to a certain degree. But I just think that um, it's very important now to learn as much information as quickly as possible. You, you know, your body is so delicate and the world we live in, there are so many things that you just, you just want to know if you're really, if you're really interested in going as far as you can with this body and being kind of a, you know, a superhuman with your health, you should learn the best of the best and of all different walks of alternative health and learn how to, you know, David really does this well. He just sort of goes to the core. You know, when, when I got him into medicinal mushrooms and then boom, that took him into tonic herbs. He just, you know, he didn't spend years like a monk or an herbalist or go to college and learn all this stuff and get into all the, the you know, TCM lig- lingo and, you know, fall into that dogma. He just like took the, the roots, took the core out of a lot of the aspects and just pulled it inside out and then just started slinging it in his own way to get the information out there as easily as possible to, to newer beginner people. He's done that with raw foods. He's done that with amazing, with a lot of things. You can get a lot of information in a very short amount of time that's easy to swallow in layman's terms, but it's got some science behind it to back it up so people can really start to get it. And it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. So the, 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 the simplifying and the blending of a lot of art forms 
in the past, many of these art forms was an entire career for one shaman or for one alternative health practitioner or one medicine man or woman. You know, it was, it's that deep. And we live in the times now where information we have more access to. And we live in times where, you know, it's, it's just dynamic. We, we can, we can, we can decay and have health problems and issues with all of the things in our environment so rapidly. Um, or we can get access to alternative health tools and foods and supplements and procedures and knowledge extremely rapidly and make massive turnarounds um, to our overall health. So it's, it's dynamic. The times are really dynamic. Dynamic is a good word for it. And, um, so coming to these events, it's, 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 you know, multi-level dynamic health education knowledge from all walks. It's, 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 I just don't think you could compress really anymore <laughs> in, 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 in the human brain under a 24 hour period at these events as far as the diversity and the amount of information that's being shared and driven home. So it's exciting, even though I'm not in the main room most of the time getting to interact with the, the all the events, all, all of the speakers, um, I'm picking it up from all of the, all of the, all of the attendees that are coming through the bar and, the, and that I meet at the booth and I'm outside and that I get to, get to talk with. And, um, it's, it's high energy stuff. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Some of these things that I've, new things I've added that I've picked up from these events, or sometimes, like, I've done a consult with a client who's been to a few events, and he's sat through every lecture of the events, and I haven't. And he learned something new and told me something that I didn't even know. And I was like, whoa, okay, I gotta write that down. And then I gotta go online, I gotta look that up, oh wow, okay, that's something I have to add to my routine. Or I have to like, I have to remember, take note to do that once in a while, because that's a really cool trick or something that I had, I would have never learned. There's just, there's a lot out there. And I'll tell you that in the beginning when I was healing and working on myself, I was a little bit more reclusive, a little bit more shy. I don't even know if I would have had the courage to come to an event because I would have found it, found it a little overwhelming or a little stressful, at least in the beginning when I was a little more fragile. So I tended to stay home and I tended to just read a lot of books and do it on my own. And it worked, but it, I'll tell you, it's slow. On a, on a knowledge level, it can be slow. It can, you can do it. You can self-teach yourself from home. With the internet, it's faster. There's more information to access. But when you come to an event like this, it's just a quantum leap. You're gonna, you're gonna get exposed to so much so quick. And then you can go home and do some private research or one-on-one -on -one in different fields and take notes. But you really gotta, you really gotta have a notebook and you gotta start forming categories and and create your own library. And you'll end up like having a study, like a druid, where you've got books and knowledge and different things, section categories, and you've mastered the guts of each thing. And you're, you know, you're, you're implementing aspects of these different tools and modalities of different health. You're inter implementing them into like threads into your daily life and routine. And you're learning and experimenting with them. That's the most important thing is to take the philosophy that you're learning from these events and to start to apply it and make it experiential so that you would actually know what it's like to take these herbs or to, you know, do this procedure or whatever. And at the event, because it's very interactive um, and it's pretty physical and um, people do get to experience as much as you can in such a setting um, what's being shared. And, and I think when people get physical with what they do and 
it, it, they learn it better. Where if it's all just textbook study, you know, a chalkboard, it gets very monotone and it's hard to experience. So the events are active and there's a lot of moving around and there's a lot of activity and they, it's, uh, I think it's good in that sense. And with the tonic bar, people get to walk around, interact and experience the herbs firsthand in the body, feel it reacting. They got the grounding set up and some people are so sensitive. There's massive shifts that can happen in 20 minutes the first time they have a grounding patch attached to their body. It's pretty amazing. Um, and they're giving out stuff and there's just, there's just so much information. It's, it's dynamic, Lucian. It's really, it's really, really great. Um, yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. So, Truth, thank you so much for sharing it with us. That was fantastic. And for those of you listening, Truth is going to be presenting at our 10th Longevity Now conference, Friday, May 18th to Sunday, May 20th, 2012. That's in Costa Mesa, California, at the Orange County Hilton, where we always have our events now. And we've got an amazing lineup of speakers. We've got David Wolf as our host. We've got new keynote speaker, Michael Beckwith, who you may have seen in the movie The Secret. We've got Dr. Joel Furman, Dr. Robert Marshall, Ron Teagarden is coming back to join us, tonic legend Ron Teagarden. We've got Daniel Vitalis. Truth Calkins is going to be presenting as well as an amazing array of presenters. And you can also, if you wish, join us on Monday after the conference on the 21st for our survival program with David Wolf and Daniel Vitalis. This is a special master's workshop program that we do the Monday after the event. This is the last time we'll be holding a master's workshop, the Monday after the event. Uh, after this, we'll be going to just the weekend event. So this is a great opportunity to take advantage of. If you're interested in attending our live event, it will not be streamed via the web. So the only way to see this event is to come live and in person. So to get your tickets, go to www.thelongevitynowconference.com. That's www.thelongevitynowconference.com, and you can meet Truth in person, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to meet and talk with all of our presenters as well as our vendors and the, the over 1,300 people that are going to be there. So, Truth, thank you so much for joining and sharing us with your expertise in grains. You know, this is a really amazing interview that we did on the power of grains and quinoa, so uh, we look forward to hearing what you have to say about the mind-body connection in May. All right, Lucian. Thank you. Thank you.